Hey everybody, we're coming off week four and that quarter mark of the season and I think a lot of fans out there have a better sense of their team and their expectations. Maybe you're underperforming, maybe you're overperforming, but you sort of have the general sense of where the season's headed. And for some teams, that's not a good thing. You're getting the sense that maybe it's time to start looking forward to the draft. Are we getting a top five pick? Maybe there's something exciting in that. So with those teams in mind, I wanted to talk to somebody who's a big expert on the NFL draft and kind of gauge who are the top prospects that we should be keeping an eye on if your team might be looking to 2019. Um, So let's get into it. So everybody, it's that time of the year where we start to think ahead to the draft, especially if you're a fan of a team that's 1-3 and or 0-4 and and you you start to look ahead. And with that in mind, I wanted to call in a draft expert. And Mel Kuyper was busy getting his hair done, and Todd McShay was busy coming up with bad quarterback evaluations. So the next best thing, Alec, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. And you're a contributor on the NFL Draft um, subreddit and which i think is really mm-hmm. impressive how in depth people get with the you know evaluations of these random prospects yeah people post probably about daily i would say now there's around thirty-three thousand subscribers so it's starting to grow and people post weekly threads and really get the conversation going yeah and i really like looking at it for to learn more about prospects and, and you guys are great about this guy's not on the radar yet, but I was watching a few mm-hmm. games and, and kind of just highlighting guys that might be bigger deals coming to draft time. But for now, we really want to focus on the big name, big ticket items that people might have heard about already. Um, mm-hmm. And going into this year, the theme of the draft is supposed to be defensive linemen. I think, you know, we've heard of many as 10 or 15 names bandied about in the in the first round, highlighted by Nick Bosa, who's the defensive right. end from Ohio State, brother of Joey. And Ed Oliver, defensive tackle from Houston, you've kind of seen them locked in around the top three in the preseason. Has anything changed in that regard for you so far this year? Um, well, I would definitely say it is a defensive draft, specifically the defensive line. Uh, there was just a thread on on uh, the NFL draft subreddit um, not too long ago that someone was saying there's going to be about a dozen defensive linemen taken potentially in just the first round alone. So. Um, it's very stacked, but Ed Oliver and Nick Bosa, in my opinion, are still at the top. I would put Ed Oliver above Nick Bosa personally, but um, it's definitely determined on the person, I would say. I, I've seen it go both ways. I have Ed Oliver first as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Bosa is coming off. Is it an abdominal injury, or was that what it was? He's out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he went down grabbing his groin, but he but he ended up having surgery on his abdominal area so he's supposed to be back sometime in november i'm not sure exactly when but hopefully by michigan so and i don't think it's anything that would really affect his his stock because he's had two good years already he could probably sit out the year and be a top Mm -hmm. three pick why do you have him lower than ed oliver personally um well ed oliver's been getting a lot of aaron donald comparisons you you mentioned mel kuyper and his very large overdone hair but uh, he's been comparing him to Aaron Donald a lot. Um, people on NFL.com are comparing him to Sheldon Richardson in his prime. Um, mm. But for me, it's just his versatility. He's the best three-technique defensive tackle I've seen in four to five years. Um, he can play 4-3 three or 3-4. Three, 
um, and just his motor, like he, he pops off the screen every time you watch him, even though he plays at Houston and doesn't necessarily play the greatest competition from week to week. I just remember watching a highlight of him. He's 6'3", 290, so not a huge defense mm-hmm. tackle. But I saw him drop into coverage like a linebacker. Yeah. Like, this guy is athletic as hell. Yeah, he's really um, fast. He's going to murder the combine. So I think that that'll be the moment where the majority is that he is above Nick Bosa and the undisputed number one player. I think so too. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of JV on Clowney, not in terms of position or style, but just in terms of the physical freakiness. Like I think yeah. some people were questioning Clowney's production. Is he legit number one pick? And then he blows up the combine and you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. he is the number one guy. Yeah. The same way. And for Nick Bosa, so it's more love for Oliver, not skepticism on Bosa, or is there a little bit of both? Um, I'm just more so wowed by Ed Oliver than Nick Bosa. And, I'm an Ohio State fan, too, which um, is saying something that I don't have Bosa above at Oliver. But I've seen him and his brother play, and to me, they're pretty pretty similar. Um, but somebody like Ed Oliver just doesn't come around very often. Um, and the thing, I, I'm a little mixed on Nick Bosa, because to me, the difference between him and Joey is he's, he is smaller. He looks smaller. He's listed mm-hmm. two, six, four, 263. I don't know if he's going to weigh that as much yeah, as 265. 260's a lot, I would think. But um, Yeah, he almost strikes me as more of like a pure edge rusher, whereas Joey Bosa was, you know, could play mm-hmm. in different schemes. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Bosa dropped a couple of spots by the time of the draft, Joey. And so I could see Nick going three or four and kind of surprising people in that way. But certainly a top five guy. Um of the other ones, is there anyone else you think is close to that class, or are those the two top defensive linemen? By far? Um, to me, those are those are the two best players. Um, there are other defensive linemen, Draymond Jones, Rashawn Gary, even Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State, that that are up there for me and are top ten players. Um, but those two guys are definitely definitely on another level. Well, the guy I also want to talk about in that regard is Jeffrey Simmons. You mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Um, he jumps off the screen too athletically. I think, you know, he's a defensive tackle, good play. And he's a, you know, pass rusher, run stopper, very active. There's obviously a big red flag with him and his previous history. Do, do you know much about that? It seems murky from my end, but he, there's video of him punching a woman in high school. Oh, well, no, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I'm still trying to figure that out too, because he's somebody I watched and I'm like, wow, he's really, jumping off the screen in a way that makes you think top five. But from what I understand is he was, according to him, defending his sister in a fight in high school. And there's video of him striking a woman, sort of like a, you know, Tyreek Hill did the same. And Joe Mixon. Um, yeah, Joe Mixon did the same. And they dropped in the draft. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of been mentioned. I still see Simmons in that top 20 range do you think it could hurt him in the sense that this is such a deep defensive lineman class that people don't want to take that risk that is a great point because I was gonna say I do think he'll definitely go first round um but like you said with the depth he could slide depending on team order um but to me well, he's well, he's a top like for you, five say, top you're a GM. say you're like number seven mm-hmm. and you have Jeffrey Simmons on the board who you think is the best prospect on the field and then there's somebody else you know um the the guy you think is maybe 90 percent is good but doesn't have that that sort of 
red flag. Would you would you pass on him or do you kind of just put it all on the field? Personally, after seeing the history with Mixon and Tyreek Hill and even um, like Kem Diche and um, Laramie Tunzel, I think that you, I would personally would just take him anyway, especially since what he did was all the way back in high school and those players did things in college. Um, yeah, and and it, in a way, you know, there's no reward for the pious in the NFL. You know, the Chiefs are loving having Tyreek Hill. Who cares, right. you know, about his history? People forget it pretty easily. Obviously. If any league to do it, it would be the NFL. I think it would be yeah. okay. Well, I'm, I'm torn on that, too, because I think he's a legit top five, six guy. And, and if you're not going to take him, if you t- would take him in the second round or the third round, why wouldn't you take him in the first round? He's still going to be on your roster with that checkered pass. So that'll be an interesting one to monitor. But defensive linemen might be the highlight from like a purist draft fan's point of view. From mm-hmm. a casual fan's point of view, we want to know about the quarterbacks. And yeah. Mind, who, who, how does that shake up right now? Um, well, right now to me, Justin Herbert is, is going to go top three, I would say. Um, and so this is the big quarterback from Oregon, 6'6 six, right. six guy, blonde guy, looks like a franchise quarterback. And, With and the you flow. Think, yeah, he's got the hair, he's got the look, um, he's got the arm. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's a legitimate franchise quarterback? I didn't at first, um, but he's already got 15 touchdowns this year, which is total of what he had last year um he's played very good competition i know he lost in overtime against stanford but he he looked really great um he almost led his team back and his intangibles his physical intangibles six five and however much he weighs it's similar to cam newton and carson wentz just the way that he pops off the screen and he's very hard to tackle and he is actually mobile for being that size so well and also i mean it's sort of a cliche race thing but he's a white kid so you, yeah. you always have to say he is he's sneaky athletic but he is he's agile he can get out and run when he needs to right. totally physically there it's just i think still that oregon offense is not the same as chip kelly but there's always that doubt um do you think he is in terms of supply and demand has he separated himself well past his class or are there other guys who might get into the first round mix Ooh, supply and demand there's only a few teams I would think that would take a quarterback in the first round. Um, Giants, Broncos, potentially Chargers all come to mind. But Yeah, I, I think the same thing. And, you know, the older teams, like if Tom Brady retires or Drew Brees retires maybe, right. but they're, they're so far down in the standings, it's going to be hard to, to get in the mix. Um, do you think – I've saw this point made – 15 of the last 20 number one picks for quarterbacks. So let's say Herbert is sort of in the top five, top six rated prospects, but then you have your top guys, Oliver and Bosa. Do you think a team will trade up to number one to get Herbert or just hope that the chips fall where they may and he ends up slipping to them? If you're the Giants, let's say, and you're four or five. So right now it would be the Cardinals and the Bills at the top. So – I could see the Bills trading down to get more picks um, because they need a lot of things on both sides of the football. But somebody like the Cardinals, if they had the first pick, I think that they're only one, two pieces away to being a playoff team. So I don't think the Cardinals would move out of their spot. Um, But the Bills probably would. 
as far as the Giants go, I think they would stay at three or four and, and pick Justin Herbert if, if he was available. It's too much of a need for them, especially after drafting Saquon last year. Well, and I think in terms of supply and demand, like you said, I think the Giants are lucky that the other quote-unquote bad teams all just took a quarterback. <laughs> so they're the one who passed kind of and got mm-hmm. you know, flack for that. But maybe it's in their favor now because they're the one, you know, chair left and you know musical chairs and herbert almost has to go to them unless a team like denver jumps way up which is possible but it would be Mm -hmm. pricey but are the quarterbacks this year as good as last year i think last year is is a phenomenon i I just read some some fun fact stat today that this weekend is going to be the first time since 2012 that there's four first round quarterbacks starting um so it, it doesn't happen very often and i don't think that this quarterback class is as good as last year's um, and neither is well, the supply and demand for them. So, yeah, no, it's interesting. Everyone jumped last year cause it was such a deep class and you know, the early returns I think are pretty encouraging. Um, I was kind of a doubter on Josh Allen. I think he's played better than I expected. Oh, I don't, um, I think he's not good at all. <laughs> well, I thought he was like a second round pick in terms right. of talent. So but, for him to even, look like he's a potential starter was an upgrade for me but you think he's still a a dud i mean he did hurdle that guy in the middle of the field which was amazing so he he's a great athlete he's he definitely looks like an nfl player but as far as skill i just don't think he's he's gonna last he's not a he's not a above 500 nfl starting quarterback well, well, that's an interesting debate then too because you normally would think these teams that just took a quarterback are gonna let them have some leash mm-hmm. and but, i guess it depends on what you think of justin herbert but what if the bills what if josh allen struggles massively for the rest oh, of the year that hard um and you have the number one pick and herbert is sitting there do you think there's any chance the bills flip and say hey let's try to trade josh allen maybe for a lower pick and then and just commit to the newer guy wow uh, that is an interesting point that I have not heard before. I've never heard it either, and I've never seen it either. I mean, right. I've I've seen teams kind of abandon second round picks. I'm thinking Carolina, did oh it yeah, Clawson, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and so, but I don't think I've ever seen somebody ditch a first round quarterback. That yeah, quick. that high up. I think maybe they would give him another year just because they they didn't start him at the beginning of the season, so maybe they didn't even plan on him playing ten plus well, games all, or well, and also in terms of you know what you get back in a trade, if you're the bills and you have the number one pick, you could sell Josh Herbert, I mean Justin Herbert as a franchise quarterback. let give me a bunch of picks for him if alternatively, if you say, "Hey, do you mind taking Josh Allen? We're dumping him his his value immediately plummets because you're giving up on him for a reason, presumably. Who would you um, like better, Herbert or Allen? Those those big quarterbacks have such a high chance of busting. I just I just stay so far away from guys like that, Paxton Lynch and all those people. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you hate Josh. And I, I, we're, we're supposed to talk about this year, but the rookie quarterbacks, how did you rank them last year and how would you rank them right now? And has anything changed? Um, so for me last year, I had – Rosen and Baker as 1A, 1B, and they were both interchangeable to me as time went on. Um, I'm I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. I'm from Phoenix, so uh, they, they're my team. They're the only team that I watch every snap, every week, all the time. Um, so I definitely think Rosen 
has panned out, he looks like he's got all the tools to be a potential all-pro. And same with Baker. Um, I was not a fan of Darnold or Allen. Those were the two guys I was – I just saw red flags everywhere with them. Darnold with the turnovers. And Allen just didn't play the competition and doesn't have the accuracy. Um, and Lamar Jackson, I thought, was was good. But I didn't know if I would take him in the first round. So. Well, it's funny. I wish I was. I wish I was more of a Skip Bayless because I would fight you. But I actually had the same rankings. I had oh, uh, Rosen number one. We were kind of alone on that. And then I had Baker close. I thought if if I could pick for every team, I would have taken Josh Rosen number one just because of the quarterback value. Right. And I would have taken Baker probably round three for the Jets. And I wasn't really sold on Darnold either. I know a lot of people were. Um, and I was not sold on, on Josh. For Allen. me, it was that game when, when Darnold played Ohio State in, in that bowl game that year, and Denzel Ward didn't even play, and Darnold was throwing three to four interceptions. Uh, I just, to me, he's a Jameis Winston, Ben Roethlisberger guy where he throws so many turnovers that he needs a great team around him, great weapons, and a great defense. Otherwise, he won't do, won't do too well. Well, and I also think he needs a great quarterback coach maybe too because there were some flaws like in terms of the decision-making, in terms of the mechanics. I would say he's you know half-second slow in his decision-making process and his delivery, and that leads you know DBs to pick you off and, and time your routes. And so him on the Jets scared me. I thought it would be better if he went to a team with a better quarterback coach, better quarterback ahead of him to give him time. So by those standards, I think they, he's done okay. I think maybe we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, but you're um, right. Maybe it's a film room coaching type of thing where he can he can figure it out. By yeah, next I don't season. know if Todd Bowles is the quarterback. Group yeah, the defensive anymore. minded man. He used to be the Cardinals defensive coordinator. So yeah, he's no, he, he's good in that role. I think he might have that role next year too. Right. Um, and so we talked about the quarterbacks. Um, are there any other quarterbacks that you think? are being underrated because you're, you're high on Herbert, but you don't necessarily think he's Andrew Luck. So is anyone else yeah. think it's credible first round pick? I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I'm a big Ryan Finley advocate uh, from NC state. He, he's got all the physical intangibles. He's very accurate. He doesn't quite throw the deep ball as good as Herbert and he's not as mobile. Uh, but to me, to me, he just seems like the most for sure quarterback prospect and and I think he'll go late first round for a team like the Chargers or the Broncos, depending well, how far they fall. It's funny because you, as a Rosen fan, it makes sense because Rosen looks like an NFL quarterback in terms of the offense he was running and the, his throws. And I think Ryan Finley, he looks like an NFL quarterback. He's tall. He's thin. He, he's making the right decisions most of the time. Um, my question with him is always, does, is that NFL quarterback a starter or a backup? Um, in terms of the physical talent, it, it kind of throws me always that his name is Ryan Finley. It just sounds like a backup, sounds like Ryan Lindley. Um, but he's somebody interesting to watch, especially for you. It sounds like you really value intelligent quarterback play. Yeah, he's he's very much a game manager, and he's he's from Phoenix too. That's that's also why I very much am an advocate for him. Um, he went to Paradise Valley High School. Uh, but I think he's a game manager, and he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And to me, that's just something that I value. At, at the end of every game, you, the first thing you look at for a quarterback is interceptions. So to me, he, he doesn't have many. Well, so. and, if, and if he's going in that late first-round range, we talked about the teams that probably can't trade up. 
but need a future quarterback, whether it's the Patriots or the Chargers or maybe the Steelers, maybe that's somebody that they could they could see as a guy of the of the future at a at a nice price. Right. I'd um, like to see what the Steelers do with Mason Rudolph before they they decide to go a different direction. Yeah, and they have Josh Dobbs too. They're kind of letting him fight yeah, it out for the quarterback of the future. Um, and so we talked about the quarterbacks, the top defensive linemen. Is there anyone else that you think is like sort of the blue chip prospect that would be in your top five? Um, I, I think it's it's kind of a battle right now between the two LSU prospects, Greedy Williams, the cornerback, and Devin White, the linebacker. Um, I love them both. I mean, watching them, Greedy Williams, he's six two six three. It's almost like exactly what you want in a modern cornerback. Ball skills. Looks like right. a receiver attacking the ball. And, and he's coming out of like, LSU, too, which is DBU right now. They just had Trey White taken, Jamal Adams, Patrick Peterson on the Cardinals, who's the greatest man-to-man corner right now, in my opinion. Well, and as a Cardinals fan, it seems like a great fit, right? Wouldn't you say Greedy Williams being that second corner? Oh, yeah. It would be a great fit to throw him on – opposite side of Patrick Peterson. Although now with our new defensive coordinator, he's leaning more towards zone. We've been playing a lot of zone coverage. So maybe we would take DeAndre Baker if we had the opportunity for a corner. But definitely a corner two has been a need for a very long time. Well, when I was thinking of a mock draft, and if the Cardinals do end up at number one, I don't think they will. But um, trading down – and targeting somebody, a cornerback in the later half of the top 10 sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Um, I mean, anyone else? You're like Devin White. Is it, Do you see him as a pure – does he rush the passer at all, or is he more of a pure inside linebacker, 4-3 guy? Um, he does rush the passer, and he does blitz a lot. I was just watching his film over again when they played Auburn, and I would say about 40%, 50% of the time he blitzed, they were double-teaming him. Um, and he's just a bullet to the ball every single play. He's always there. Even he, he doesn't stop till the play's dead. And you kind of see him just run into the camera at the very end of every play because he, he's always going so hard. He He's okay in coverage. He's not the greatest in coverage. I, I think he's fine if he sits in the middle of the field and zone. He's fine. But um, to me, he's just one of those linebackers that he's just so so quick laterally and just straight to the ball that he he pops out for me and so say you're sitting at the third or fourth pick with the cardinals you don't want a quarterback Bosa's off the board oliver's off the board which of those two guys would you take from lsu or is there somebody else Ooh, that's a good question i would probably i would probably take greedy just because i i think that secondary is so important we have our our two pass rushers on the outside, um, Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden. And, and we just drafted Hassan Reddick a year or two ago out of Temple. So I would like to give him a, a year or two, although Devin White is such a good prospect. But the second corner has been such an issue for us. And this has been such a passing league now. And Greedy's got such great hands and he doesn't panic against the deep ball, which is very important. So I would just go for the for sure future pro bowler and greedy Williams. I, I think you're right position value wise i always rank cornerbacks ahead of linebackers yeah, um that's fan, a better way people, of putting it yeah well if people and people love talk about positions that aren't valued as high but people do like talking about runners and receivers mm-hmm. 
maybe a playmaking tight end. I doesn't seem like any of them are in the top 10 mix right now. Is there anyone you think can be a legitimate top 10 pick, top 15 pick at those positions? So the receiver position has kind of been weird this year. Um, AJ Brown and Nikhil Harry, AJ Brown from Ole Miss, Nikhil from ASU immediately stood out as the two best receivers. And, and they were in a lot of top tens, top 15s. AJ Brown was a top eight in some mock drafts before the season started. But um, as the year has gone on, to me, it's been almost DK Metcalf and Marquise Brown from Oklahoma, the speedster, and Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry has the best ball skills. He has the best 50-50 ball. DK Metcalf has the best physical intangibles. And Marquise Brown is just amazing to watch. He's he's like Tyreek Hill. It's incredible. So I don't think they're top – 10 unless a team really really needs one but they're definitely all three first round picks including aj brown so four and do you think any of them could crack last year who was the highest i think we didn't get anyone until like the late teens do you think any of them are do you think that's where they'll go or will they creep up into the top 15 top 10 yeah i would say anywhere like 12 and after um i wouldn't be surprised to see somebody crack the top 10 um well, it's going to be hard with all those defensive linemen, as you said, and I think that's a value, a need for a lot of teams. It's a value for a lot of teams, and the talent is there. So I really appreciate you coming on. This is really informative, talking about the top guys. It'll be interesting, too, for teams like the Cardinals. Is this You're a fan of the draft. Is this something that you're already starting to think about, or are you still hoping to win as many games as possible? Yeah. I. If you would have asked me that question two weeks ago before we played the Seahawks, I would have told you that we were not winning a game this year. <laughs> um, just with our, our play calling and our offensive coordinators, not not great right now. But I think after watching Rosen play against Seattle and then this, this Sunday we have the 49ers, I actually think we're going to win this Sunday. We'll probably win, I don't know, two to four games. But I definitely am not wanting us to tank. I just think wherever we pan out, we'll just take the best player available I have faith in. Well, and that's the good thing about having your quarterback in place, somebody that you have confidence in, somebody that I have confidence in, too. Um, For once, we finally have – we call him Chosen Rosen in the Valley, so. Yeah, and, you know, I grew up in L.A. I mean, I'm living in L.A. now, and he's sort of a rock star here, especially in the Jewish community. (laughs) Um, You don't see a lot of, you know, part half Jewish. Yeah, he's, he's really charismatic, so. I love him. I, and I think, you know, people rub his intelligence or his um, kind of rub people the wrong way. And, and I, I disagreed with that because I, I think you want a quarterback who's going to challenge you, who's going to offer opinions. You don't want a robot. Um, so hopefully it works out. Eh? The coaching staff's question mark. But um, best of luck with Rosen and the Cardinals in the draft, man. Thanks yeah. so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, dude. Take care. Yep, thanks. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks so much for Alec for coming on and offering his insight and analysis. And that whole sub, the NFL Draft Sub, does a great job of breaking down these prospects and more. You know, you could go down a dark rabbit hole if you want and see what people think about some little kick returner from Tennessee, Chattanooga. But for our purposes, I was more interested in focusing on the top guys, the marquee names. And obviously, that includes the quarterbacks. Anytime somebody kind of looks like a franchise quarterback it's like a hot girl at the club like you just go right to the front of the line 
And I think Justin Herbert's become that. He's has the look of a franchise quarterback right now. And if he continues on that trajectory, he'll be, if not the number one pick, in the top five for quarterback needy teams. There's not too many of those right now, but we mentioned you know, the Denver Broncos, the New York Giants are going to be within striking distance. And then after that, it's a defensive lineman heavy draft, highlighted by Ed Oliver, who was both of our number one prospects. Nick Bosa is very interesting as an as a edge-rushing demon. Half the Clemson team could go pro right now and be a first-round pick. And he also mentioned two LSU kids that I thought were interesting names to monitor. Devin White, fiery linebacker, and Greedy Williams with great size, great nickname, great ball skills. It's going to be in the top 10. And we'll see how it all shakes out. But I think these names are ones that we should familiarize ourselves with. They're going to be in the mix in some order. And it'll be fun to watch how they progress and how their stocks end the season, uh, especially for those teams who and those fans who aren't really looking forward to the playoffs. At least you have something to look forward to, and we're here to help. Thanks, guys. Take care.